On Sunday at daylight, I awoke with a start, coming fast out of a deep and restful sleep. Johnny was barking in short chops down the hall. He was a good watchdog, small but alert, and I got up out of bed and walked down the center hall in my new old house, somewhat alarmed by the dog's crazy yapping. Only wearing my white cotton drawers and a gray T-shirt with army stenciled across the chest, I opened the front door. Just then, Johnny shot out of the door, running wide-assed open. I stepped onto the porch, the morning cool creeping across my skin, making goosebumps on my forearms. I heard a growl, the sound of another dog, and I sprinted to the edge of the porch. There before me stood a man taller and stouter than me, six-six maybe, and at least two-hundred-eighty pounds. He had thick white beard hair, falling around his face under a felt cowboy hat, weathered way past the point of ruin. The mountain of a man saw me. He was standing near the biggest yellow-haired pit bull I've ever seen, a dog with ears cropped, pointed ears as sharp as spikes. The man was twenty feet away, and Johnny started baying and barking at the bulldog, a stiff-haired, buckskin-colored bulldog with a tar-black nose. I saw a gun in the man's bare paw hands, what looked like a thirty-thirty carbine, a marlin from the looks of it, with a side ejector. Johnny, I hollered as the bulldog made a lunge toward the porch where I stood, Johnny between us. I ran into the yard and grabbed the beagle mix-up like a baby. The man whistled to call the giant bulldog, and he came back to him slow and made growling moans. They were the growls common among vicious dogs, but even more common among the killers of other dogs, the pit bulls. It was perhaps the sound of a feral wolf growling in front of me. All of the pit bulls I'd seen before were born and bred to rip the flesh of other dogs, of hogs in the woods, of cows, and men. This one was no different from the others, only a hell of a lot bigger. What business do you have here? I asked the big man standing there with a the rifle. I shielded my chest with the dog like I was holding a gift a sacrifice headed to the flames, looking real convincing in my cotton drawers. No, sir. I asked the questions round here. What kind of business do you have to dwell in my place? I was stunned by his question. I bought this house from Dickfall State Bank in Ruthbury. I bought it from the bank on Friday. You bought yourself nothing but trouble. I was born in that back room over yonder. I run my cows on this land. I've got an interest in it. You ought not to have come out here. You bought yourself all kinds of trouble coming here. His words were like mysteries. He was speaking with his teeth clenched. Right then, I thought I had no hope of getting away from his bullet. A bullet shot at point-blank range from his deer rifle. Sir, I own this property. I paid $28,000 for it, and I have a clear deed to this place. I don't know who you are or why you're in this yard. Name's Balaam Moxley. My blood kin has owned this ground for over a hundred years. No matter if in the bank says they own it or not, they stole it after my little sister died. Don't matter none to me. 
I never handed over my birthright. Mr. Muckley, you need to leave. He held the gun to his shoulder, not aiming it, just holding the barrel toward the ground as if he was about to raise it and pull the damn trigger. Man can't give what God Almighty has already given. Man can't take it away. You'll do well to find some other place before the birds pick at your flesh and the dogs howl over your bones. The giant took his eyes off of me and Johnny. He didn't point the gun at me, but held it to his shoulder for a few seconds, muzzle toward the ground. He looked at me again. You got 72 hours to take yourself and your dog out of here. Wednesday, at this here time. Go get your money back from that bank and get the hell off my place. I said 72 hours. 